So guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ike MMA podcast or the Ike MMA show, whichever one you prefer. And I'm joined in studio by this um uh, this phenomenal um beast of a man, Mr. Andy Tornado Turland, World Muay Thai um champion kickboxer. How are you doing? Are you how are you feeling? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Yeah, very, very well. Yeah, a bit hungry, but um, <laughs> it's to be expected. You know, it's uh, fight, not fight week, it's the week before fight week. So uh, just getting that last bit of weight off now. And um, as uh, you know, being a fighter, everybody knows what, what that feels like. So, um, yeah, I'm all good, thank you. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm very happy to hear because um, in the run-up to the fight, of course, naturally the fighters will feel very weak and rough because you're restricting calories but you still got to keep really active and you still got to do even do that again of course on the on fight night going to the cage and really perform in front of a crowd and get that win in the bag yeah 100 percent. i mean it's the uh it's the it's the business part of the um business part of the camp for sure now but um feeling actually really really good to be fair for the first time in quite a while um I feel strong. I feel the weight is in a perfect position. Um, um, so, yeah, things are really, really good. It's just obviously the last stretch is, is next week. Um, but, yeah, apart from that, everything is good. Training, training about two hours. So, yeah, let's get that black coffee in just beforehand. <laughs> How are you feeling mentally? I feel, honestly, like I feel the best I've ever felt in my life. I don't, I don't know whether it's because I've had a six-month layoff. Um Obviously, I fought in combat fight series last March. Uh, sorry, March has gone um, against Holland, a guy from Mike's gym. Yes. I defended my CFS world title. Um, and there was talks of me fighting on K1 Japan. Um, and their July show, I was in talks with K1 and talking to a guy about, about fighting over there. And I was holding on for that one because obviously it's the, you know, the pinnacle of what you want to be doing. Um, so I didn't take a fight that I could have had. Um, and by the time I agreed to it, they'd already been matched up. So uh, I lost out and, um, yeah, about a six month layoff. But during those six months, Ike, I have been busy. I've been sparring. I've been doing lots and lots and lots of SNC, which is strength and conditioning. I feel the best I've ever felt. My fitness, my strength, my, just my weight. Everything's great. I'm ready, really ready for this, uh, Spanish Moroccan guy on, um, next Sunday, Sunday the 9th. I'm very, very happy to hear that. The fight upcoming um, on the 9th of September against was uh, Abdo Shahidi. That's the one, yeah. Have you seen the banner that's been going on online? <laughs> Not... He's, um, he's a Spanish-Moroccan guy. and uh, He likes to talk a little bit, but um, I believe he's got JP Gallagher. I don't know if you know for the fans out there, you know JP Gallagher, Nico Carrillo's coach. Um, been doing a lot of one championship stuff now, and he's managed by um, managed by JP Gallagher. So he's obviously going to come to fight. Um, and like I say, I never don't come to fight. So it's um, it's going to be a clash of styles. We're going to meet in the middle. It's going to be war. I know that, but I don't see it going past three rounds. I don't think. I think I'm far far more superior than him at the moment. You know, maybe I might eat my words, but. I think I've got this one to be honest. I was going to ask how's the fight going. I mean, have you have you ever crossed paths with the with this guy, whether it's in public or at another event? Have you ever met him before? No, because he's actually based in Spain. Oh, um, right, I see. Him over. It's for the IKF World Title. Um, so obviously, being World Title, you know, you have to find people in the world. So they're flying him in from Spain. Um, he's Spanish, Spanish, but he's from Moroccan descent. 
So um, he's been giving me a bit of banner online. It's all been pretty funny to be. Honest. It's been pretty funny to be. Honest. I don't know if you look at my story today. He's been uh, tagging me in all this. Um, like he's becoming a punch a punch bag, and he's like pretending he's like no. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you for you, Andy, when I get there on the ninth, and blah 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 blah. So there's all a bit of banner, but I love that man. I think it's all all part of the fight. Helps sell tickets. Um, you know, makes it makes it for a good fight for everyone. So I'm really looking mm. forward to that. No, no bad blood between you because you look like the person who, if like we could have, let's like, say, a face off, you could really give a good trash talk. Ah, <laughs> yeah, hey, don't worry about that. That's going to be happening. Don't worry about that. I'm, I'm a nice guy until it gets to game time, then it's game over. You know, it's uh, I'm all nice, I'm all jokey, I'm all bannery, and all that stuff. But then when it comes to fight, it's kill or be killed, and that's the end of it. Um, yeah, that's that's the I want the best, and I want I want what's coming to me. I deserve it now. Um, so yeah, we'll we new friends until and we'll probably have a beer after. Um, I haven't drank for nine weeks, <laughs> I'm dying for a little, uh, little, little bit of a drink out, you know, it'd be yeah, nice, yeah. No, I I completely get that. Um, first time with me speaking to you, um, can you just give uh, like a bit of a brief backstory and a bit, bit of a brief history on yourself and how you got involved in combat sports and then from that, that progressed to Muay Thai? Okay, so I've had um, 54 professional pro fights now. Um, I've had quite a lot. I've had quite a long career. Been quite not lucky with my career. I guess I've, I guess I've earned it. But um, so I basically started started Thai boxing at 19 years old. Excuse me. Um, and uh, the reason why I started is because I could always box between my friends. I was always like, you know, I could always handle myself quite well um and then i came across this guy who was also one of my very good friends but he did tie boxing and uh he put his guard up and i was thinking Blimey. it looked like such a strong guard guard and i was like how on earth can i hit this guy so me being me i've just gone off to hit him he stepped back and he cracked my nose and i was like wow what do you do and he was like i do tie boxing i was like i'm coming with you because that's i was fascinated by how easily he did it it was, it was beautiful. So um, since then, at 19, so I haven't stopped. And uh, it's been, what, 15, 16 years now. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, that's that. Then I lived in Thailand for seven or eight months. I go to Thailand pretty much most years. Um, I go for at least a month. Um, last week, I, uh, last week, last year, I did seven weeks before my first world title against um, Solomon Lafleur. Um, so, yeah, I fought all over the world. I, fought, I was lucky enough to fight in Barbados twice. Um, I beat the uh, the Beijing champion. Um, I fought another guy from Florida, Miami, over in Barbados. I fought Bulgaria. Um, I've also fought in China as well, which is where I want to start be going to now. Well, where I start getting back into now. Um, where else have I fought? I fought Thailand, obviously about 10, 15 times. Um, France. I fought the French champion eight times. French champion. He was uh, he was very very tough. He beat me. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, gave me this big fat nose I've got, <laughs> mm. and um, and yeah, it's pretty much it. But it's kind of like uh, I actually I was I was um, a bit of a naughty boy before back in the day. Back in the day, I was uh, I went to prison when I was nineteen years old. Wow. Came out, and um, I've never looked back since. I've uh, just dedicated my life to this sport. I'm now coaching people. I've got fighters underneath me. Um, and next year, I'm hoping to get my own gym. You know, I think it's time now. I've earned my stripes, um, and it's time for me to have uh, my own, my own gym, my own, um, my own goals. You know, so to speak. 
Um, so yes, yeah, it's really changed my life. It's really given me something to focus on. Um, and yeah, it's, it, I love it. It's, it's my passion. So, but what I did do is I did about 25 tie fights. I fought A class, I fought again in Scotland, Glasgow, Ireland, I fought in Ireland actually on um, Siam Warriors, big show. Sanchai headlined it, which was a big thing for me back about eight, nine years ago. Um, and then I've gone to K1 because I just prefer the style. I prefer the style, it suits me more because um, I'm an aggressive fighter. I don't know if you've seen any of my clips, but I'm yes. coming all <laughs> yeah. out. Yes, no yeah. stop, I'm coming. Tie boxing, I get elbowed a lot um, and um, and I don't like the scoring system really for me. Um, I don't understand it fully. Um, that's just me being honest. I mean, people have different rules to different things and organisations and stuff like that. But K1 for me is get in, get the job done, fight, fight, fight and... Um, and uh, yeah, the winner, the winner is the winner. So um, that's more my style. So uh, don't get me wrong. If there was a good opportunity in Thai boxing, I would take it again. Um, and also the clinch. I'm not a clinch fighter. I don't like the clinching. So um, yeah, that's 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 what K1. Uh, I, I much prefer K1 now. Andy, fifty-four. What you said? Fifty-four wins. You said no, not oh, fifty-four 50. wins. I have thirty-five wins. 18 losses and yeah, one draw. Um, so it's been okay. I, th I think it's better than okay because the one I'm getting at is that why don't people, as more people, especially in the fights in here in your home base, the UK, why don't people know who you are, know your name? You should be one of the big reigning names on the fight scene. And it's one of the things uh -huh. that does annoy yeah. me that fighters like yourself, the talents like yourself, and even the organizations, the promotions, when they host very entertaining fights and they're very talented fighters, the recognition is rarely ever there. I, and I don't, I, I hate that. Yes, me too. I mean, you know what? I'm not looking for the UK scene anymore, man. I've been there and I've done it now. I want the big fights. I want, um, you know, I'm ranked number one in the UK. I've just, I beat the rank number one in uh, Solomon Lafleur. I actually went and watched the fight with him um, before I went to Thailand last year because I knew the fight was happening. It was the CFS world title, my first ever world title. And um, I knew it was a big hitter. He knocked everyone out in round one or two. And I, as you know me, I've never been knocked out. I've never been uh, stopped, and I've never been um, I've never been knocked out. I've been stopped. I've been TKO'd. I'm not going to lie. I've been TKO'd. But um, I thought, you know what? I've got to train my balls off for this. I've got to get over there. I've got to get my head down. I'm going to have seven weeks of graph and uh, come back and I beat him. And uh, luckily, that's where that clip went viral. You, you, you see that scissor kick where I scissor kicked him in the face. Oh, from, from CFS nine, isn't it? Yes, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And you know what? It was it was a tough fight back and forth the whole fight, and um, and uh, round five I clipped him with that, got a ten eight, uh, ten eight round, and I managed to actually stop him again in that in the in the last round. So I got a ten seven round, which secured me the fight. I then went on to fight Whelan, Luke Whelan, um, big big name from Glory. Um, these are the organisations. Uh, these are the organisations I want now: the Glory, the One Championships. You know the K1 Grand Prix, the Kunlun's. The, I want the big stuff now. I mean, I've had I've I've, I've had fifty four fights. It's time for me to really get you know get my money and and, and sort of get out of there. Um, so then I fought Luke Whelan, big glory guy, uh, big big strong name in the K1 scene. Um, you know he's had seventy plus fights, and to, and to be honest, he scared me. You know he was he was a tall big guy. Big name in the UK, and um, you know a lot of people wrote me off for that fight, as they did with the Solomon fight. And um, I, I, I didn't stop Solomon, but I, 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 you know, I won a unanimous decision again. Luke Whelan, I beat him quite easily, unanimous decision. 
Um, and then I defended my CFS belt. That was for the ISKA in the Wheeling fight. Um, and then I've got, and then I defended my CFS against the guy from Mike's gym. I didn't stop him, but I actually came from behind. I was winning the fight and he caught me with a massive knee, a uh, big, big knee to the stomach. You'll see it on my, uh, you'll see it on my uh, Instagram. Um, caught me with a big knee. Same round, I knocked him out with a flying knee. <laughs> mm. it, you can't write this stuff in my fights. It's uh, one minute I'm down, next minute I'm knocking him out, the next minute it's, uh, it's all crazy. So that's why I just feel like I deserve now uh, the chance on the big stage. You know, I put my life and soul into this, and that's why I'm, I'm writing, tagging to the people every day. Um, I just want, it's my time now. Um, so, yeah, the next one now is against Abdo Chahidi, um, a big guy from Spain. So, that's the next, that's another world title. So, that's the IKF. So, have the ISKA, which is the creme de la creme. Um, that's, you can't get any bigger than that in K1, which is, well, I've now got it. You can see it here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Get out. One second. We'll just get out. One second. <laughs> This is my baby. This is my baby. Hang on a second. I'm going to have to bear me a second. <laughs> <sighs> Here we go. Yeah. The big beer. Can you see that? Oh, yes. Clearly. Look, let me feel that right there. Nice. That's the baby. <laughs> the size of that that is yeah. beautiful mm -hmm. so um that's a blood sweat and tears yes, and, um, yeah I when i got that you know so um yeah there's my baby and um, i'm defending it actually in december um i have again luke whelan again the master of mind games the master of talking talks a good game can he back it up this time? I don't think he can. Because he was... Uh, I'm not going to go into that. That's for another day. But um, he's talked himself back to a rematch. Um, and I'm fighting him on the CFS versus Hitman at the O2 London. Um, the O2 Indigo London. So, um, yeah, that's the rematch. feel like it'd be a nice win again for me to defend my belt. And then next year, I'm, I'm hopefully going to get out in Asia. That's the plan. One championship, Kunlun, KG, K1, J, uh, K1 Grand Prix. That's my goals next year. The success you've achieved in the sport, you know, um, again, credit to you. And of course, you worked extremely hard, lots of blood, sweat, and tears, lots of sacrifice. But the drive, um, the drive, and the desire to to win, to be successful, what would, do you think you owe that to? What or who do you think you owe to? Is there any particular person in your life that's inspired you to keep driving you onwards? Or was it, um, you say that you did go to prison for in the past, was it um, that kind of inspired you to prove so many naysayers and haters wrong that you were not going to be a, like a failure? Kind of. I mean, I guess I owe it to myself as well, being the main thing. I mean, that might sound selfish, but um, do you know what? I've always, I've about two years ago, I had four losses in a row. And um, people are like, oh, Andy, he's too old now. He's he's past it. He's had his glory days, you know. And I was like, you know what? I don't feel like I'm done now. No way. I'm going to keep grafting. And then, I don't know, I think it was going to Thailand. It just made me click. And now, since then, I've, I've been on a full fight unbeaten streak now, um, securing three world titles, um, knocking off two rank number ones at two different weight categories. Um, and I feel like I am the best in the UK right now. I, I mean, I am on rank number one. Um, I mean... The other guy to talk about, I was sparring, sparring him the other day, is David Magia. 
credit to David Magia. I fought David Magia two years or three years ago. Two, I think it's three years this November. And he beat me up. It was a unanimous decision. And he is very, very, very good. He's just actually been signed. I can't tell you by who, but um, he's been signed to a big organisation. So much respect to him. But um, yeah, I feel like there's no one else in this country right now to even to give me a challenge, really, I don't think. Um, and that's not me being big-headed. I just still feel like, you know, um, I've done done the two number ones now. You know, give me something proper now. Um, but going back to my success, I think I feel like, you know, I've just done it for myself to make myself proud. And just, I just love the fight. I love fighting. I love, um, I just, I need something. I don't know what I'm going to do when I retire. Um, like, I need this drive to have something to work towards. Um, I need that in my life. And, you know what, like I made my mum and dad proud because again, like I said, they run successful businesses for 30, 40 years. They've always been, you know, proud. They're in a, they're in pubs. They're in a pub. Uh, big, massive family pub for 35 years. And, uh, you know, now I finally got to the stage where my dad's real proud of me. He comes and watches all my fights. And, um, you know, my mum won't come because she hates all this. Like, you know, mm. but um, my dad comes, he loves it. He shares it all with his friends and he loves it. He's proud of me. So that makes me happy. Um that makes me really, really happy. Um, and yeah, just pretty much, you know, my coaches, my trainers, they've all driven through. I've gone through quite a lot of um, trainers, to be fair. I've never, I've been to one gym. I've been there a couple of years. I've gone to another one that I've done bits myself. Um, but yeah, just really, just really my family, man. And and, um, and just myself, I just, I owe it to myself because I've, I've worked hard and I need to now finally get what's owed to me, you know. And I feel like it's coming. I can feel it. I can really, really feel it. Is it that maybe, or, or you know, I, I, I've kind of think to myself that I've not ever, you know, had to go to, to be involved on the wrong side of the law, but um, is it that when you've gone through something like that, it's like, well, I've seen what the worst of what, the worst of what the law can throw at you, like you're not really afraid of anything else mm-hmm. anymore? Yeah. It's not really that. I mean, I went for a minor offence. It was a silly, silly thing when okay. I was a young kid. You know what I mean? It wasn't like I was a real bad retrograde. It wasn't that. But I ended up going inside and it was just, uh, it was just, uh, it was. I think I did like 92 days or something like that. It wasn't like I was in there for years. It was just a silly little offence that got out of hand and I ended up just doing a few days, oh, a few days, 92, I think it was 92 days. It was about 15 years or 16 years or whatever it was. And, um, I did wanted to just keep my mind focused. That was what it was. And and this has given me the absolute, just, it's just my drive. Every single day I'm up, even though I wake up aching every day, I just still love doing it. It's, uh, it's one of the, sometimes I, I, I wake up and I'm like, I can't be asked to do it today. But you know what? I can't, if I'm world champion, I have to do it. Yes, yeah. Like before, I'd always have like maybe a little drink, you know, four or five weeks before a fight. Now it's always nine, 10 weeks. I don't, even do a drink I don't do anything I don't go out I don't party I don't do anything and that's sacrifice and I don't believe I should be world champion if I don't do that um, I feel like you've cheated yourself if, if you're not going to do nine weeks of doing absolute sobriety and, and eating clean and doing well I don't think I deserve that world title you know Yeah. so yeah I can't put a, can't put a pinpoint on what, what I owe it to but it's just um, it's just me it's who I am and it's who I'm always going to be I love fighting and I love the sport and I'm also now coaching people to become, I've actually got my first champion now. I mean, it's only a small time show, which he's now become champion of, but I'm proud. I've done it. He's been with me for five years now. And um, again, he's quite he's quite old for, to be starting, but he's got his first belt. So I'm happy with that, man. He's stayed with me right from the very beginning. And I've got a lot of juniors coming up now. Um, 
you know, oh, they're only just starting doing their PTs once a week. Um, but they're enjoying it. They're passionate about it. And I love coaching. So, you know, I've got a few years left in this game now. And that's why I want the big money fights. I don't want, you know, somebody who's had five fights to say, oh, I want to knock you out, Andy Turn, because you're ranked number one. No, you don't deserve it. You know, yeah. um, I've worked my ass off to get where I am. Um, so I think they should have to do two before they start calling me out. So that's that. You kind of give me something else to think about, though you may say I'm kind of bitching and moaning about something that is kind of like people are now used to the the issue that we're seeing that like YouTubers are kind of muscling their way in onto the boxing scene, <laughs> and then some of them right. actually actually have the audacity, such as the Paul brothers, to say that they are they are professional boxers, where people can clearly see you're not professional boxers. You haven't, like you said earned your straps from the ground upwards you haven't gone through what we've gone through so how can you ever compare yourself to us you can't no you can't but what you can do no you can't and i actually watched that jake paul documentary the other day i used to think he was a i'm not going to say i just think he's a wanker yeah that's fine it's fine i I actually watched him uh watch the watch the thing and do you know what it's so much pressure being him and he is calling out like you know I mean, like a Tommy Fury, who's been in boxing all his life. Now he's fighting just these money-making people just to to, to get paydays. And, and and why wouldn't you? You know, I'd take one right now if they offered me ten million quid to fight someone. I'd take it right now. <laughs> I'd fight them in Peter Pan if it, if they could give me a you know a few million quid. I wouldn't care who it was, but I get it. They haven't been through what we've been through, but they are starting to go through. I watched that Jake Paul thing, and I was actually quite surprised um, to the extent that he actually goes through. He's got to play catch up, I guess, hasn't he? Um, he has to certainly play catch up you know I've been doing this 15 years he's been doing it four four years whatever he's been doing but you know he's the money man he's the money fights and um, people that are ex-MMA you know looking for those big paydays so fair play to them but yeah they, they certainly haven't gone through what we have gone through Having them, having them find the sport, it kind of makes a mockery of the sport. That, that is what I we don't really. Have. I mean, it I, does, I, I don't think any of them would actually venture into mixed martial arts, even kickboxing, because oh, those no two way. sports are far more, more, more brutal and far more severe. Absolutely not. It's like when you watch Conor McGregor and Floyd, Floyd Mayweather when they were boxing. You know, Floyd would never, ever, ever step into Conor McGregor's, uh, McGregor's world. He would never do that. It's, um, it's beyond. You know, it's, there's no comparison. Conor McGregor would have killed Mayweather in a real fight in a minute, maximum. Same like Tyson Fury and that Francis Ngogu, Ngani, sorry. Um, (laughs) A real fight, in an MMA fight, in a fight, Francis would absolutely kill him in in about a minute again. There's no comparison. It's just a different, completely different kettle of fish. Boxing, he would absolutely outscore him easily. Um, But it's making money for each other. It's making money. It's getting hyped back into boxing, which is what I think they needed because it was a dying sport. And that's what they said in that Jake Paul documentary. It was a dying sport until all these, you know, YouTubers and people are making fun of it and all that stuff. It started getting eyes back on it again, you know. So I think it's done all right and it's it's not done all right. It is a bit of a mockery. Like when he big, I mean, Anderson Silva is one of my all-time heroes in MMA. You know, he was one of my all-time heroes he was the best of the best for a long time. And he was just making absolute mockeries of everybody in the MMA world. But then now he's 50-odd, isn't he? I think he is 50-something, whatever he is. 48 and or so. Pardon? He's like 48 or so, but not too far yeah, off 50. Like yeah. you know what I mean? He's nowhere near in his prime anymore. Um, and he's fighting Jake Paul. Don't get me wrong, he got a couple of million pounds for that. Why wouldn't you do it? 
you know, um, but there's no way if Jake Paul went into the MMA world that he would even touch Anderson Silva, even at 48 years old, there's no chance. Um, but that broke my heart a little bit when he when he beat uh, when he beat Anderson Silva. I was like, no, please. Um, but you know, can't take it away from them. It is what it is. Um lose my trail of thought now. Um you have mentioned that um you do plan to open a gym in next year. So what you know, with all the success that you've achieved, other things you want to do as well. I mean, what what other future plans do you have in mind? So everybody's fight everybody every fighter's dream goal is to fight on one championship. Okay. Um they're doing one Lumpini every week now. Um, you know, every Friday night, one Lumpini Friday night. So I don't know if you know about that. Um, but you know, your charge is the man. Um, I've never actually, you know, I've messaged him so many times, direct messaged him and um, you know, showed him my my highlight reels and stuff like that. And I just haven't been been noticed yet, I don't think. So, you know, hopefully after these next two fights, two big world title fights, they're gonna they're gonna start looking at me because there's there's no reason why they shouldn't. I'm always in absolute wars. Um, I'm always in spectacular highlight reel knockouts. Like I said, that one got 25 million views minimum. Um, you know, I'd like to fight in, in Japan. That's the place where I'd love to go. And that was another thing. I love seeing countries where I would never necessarily see if I didn't do fighting. So, I mean, I've been to quite a lot of the Caribbean islands, but say like um, Ireland, I fought in Ireland. I'd never go to Ireland unless I was fighting there. You know, I got paid to go over there, have scrap. Against Sean Clancy, actually, he was uh, he's on one championship now. I fought him about ten years ago, and he beat me up. But I got to see Ireland. Whenever yeah. you know they paid me to go there for four days or whatever it was. Um, you know Bulgaria. Again, I fought in Bulgaria. I would never go to Bulgaria. Malta. I would never go to Malta. There's just uh, just some some countries I'd like to tick off over there, but fighting their champions. I don't want to go over there and just fight anybody. I want to go over there for the real real fights. Take their belts, take what they have to offer, and I want real fights now. Um, K1 Japan, I think it's close because we were talking about it um, earlier this year. Um, that for me is a is a bucket list tick off, hundred um, percent. You know, Luke Whelan again. I keep mentioning Luke Whelan. He fought on K1 uh, Japan, and I beat Luke Whelan, so there's no reason why I shouldn't be on there. He also fought on Glory, um, so there isn't any reason why I shouldn't be on there. Um, and I'm sure when I beat him again in December, in November, sorry, um, they're going to be calling and knocking at my door. But I just want to go forward, getting the best fights. I'd love to be on one championship, um, getting those big payday bonuses. You know what they do, there's 50 grand bonuses here, 50 grand there. Um, I mean, look at the talent we've got coming out of the UK now. You know, John Haggerty, Liam Nolan. Um, you know, you've got, um, who else you've got? Nathan Benden. Craig Coglis has been yes. signed from MTVP. You know, uh, who else you got? Um, Jacob Smith, mm -hmm. um, Amber Kitchen, one of my friends actually. I was with Amber Kitchen in um, Thailand for a long time. We trained together for quite a long time. Um, I know Amber quite well. So um, you got some great talent coming out of here. Uh, so I'd like to be amongst one. I'd like to be amongst it sometime. And I feel like my time is coming. I can feel that something's on the horizon. Whether that must just be me or whether it's uh, just whatever. But I think it's coming. Would you say that? What do you think is the the main issue with the fight scene here in, in the UK? I mean, I was going to ask you what you think, um, what, what you think about the fight scene here in the UK, but 
would you agree that the fight scene here in the UK, there's a lot of talent, there's a lot of entertaining shows, but the problem is that the media doesn't do their due diligence and actually report on the shows and kind of bring it to the um to the attention of the fight fans out there and just make it known that you you got this really talented fighter look and they fight really well and they're really entertaining. You also got these really good promoters as well. So you do have some talent at home as on your doorstep. Do do you think maybe the media aren't reporting on the the fighters and the promotions enough as it really could be or should be rather? Um, I think it's just being in the right place at the right time. Um, I think I just keep doing what I'm doing is in, in beating people out, getting these highlights, and it's only a matter of time before I do get noticed. I mean, I'm I'm talking with the K1 Grand Prix sort of thing now. There's a guy called Hennessy. Um, we're talking, and he just said, Andy, it's just the right timing. I'm like, okay, but when can you let me out? <laughs> uh, excuse me, I've got two fights at the end of this year. Um, I feel like, again, we've got Leapfrog Combat to Fight TV. Um, You've got uh, Notorious Fight Gear. They're doing all the clips, which actually managed to secure my clip. Yeah. You, know, you know those guys? Oh, yes. Solar and Amir Khan. They're doing bits now. They're doing bits, and they're doing really well for, for us fighters, which we needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just having that right management. I mean, look at um, Bad Company Gym. They've got four or five fighters that are fighting on one championship now. Um, you know... It's um, you've just got to have the right management behind you, and unfortunately for me, I kind of just do my own thing. I manage myself. I'm, you know, I'm contracted to Combat Fight Series. Um, I'm not contracted, but I'm pretty much fight all their shows. And um, they said, you know, if you've got other options, by all means take them. But they 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 give me my fights at the moment. But it's just having that that extra connecting dot to the big organisations because it's all right me tagging them. Yeah. Uh, but they're going to get hundreds of tags a day. So it's like whether or not mine gets seen or not. But telling you now, you will see me. I'm telling you now, you will see me on the big stage in, in the next year. I'm, I can feel it. I really can. And last but not least, do you have any, um, well, not before I, no, do you have any shout outs you want to give to, to any family, friends, supporters, or affiliates, coaches? Yeah, of course. So, one clean foods they're uh, my nutrition uh, company they supply my food weekly week in week out without any questions without any hesitation it gets delivered every monday um and they 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 continuously supported me for um you know 18 months of two years i've said now which is uh, absolutely unreal helps me out as a fighter you know um helps me with my nutrition it's clean it's it's really really good so that's really really great to have on board then um also hercules obviously as you know like i'm getting a bit older now so this cbd um this is the warm-up oil so the cbd warm-up oil is um slight Thai oil but it's uh, got cbd in it so it's uh good for the muscles it helps you warm up and things like that We've also got the muscle barn as well for when you have um knocks from sparring and training and things like that that's very very good as well so let's shout those out also, my coaches, um, I have a number of coaches. Um, so you've got, number one, you've got Jake Rands. Um, he's, 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 a, he's a family man. He's been in the, he's got a full-time business, a bricklayer as well. So he's got five kids, a wife, uh, and a business. And he still puts his heart out every single, you know, every week he's up with me three or four times a week. Um, you've got Uday Zen. Uh, he lived in, he was actually trained by Raman Decker um, for seven or eight years. Um, 
So he knows his stuff. He's a Dutch Dutch Iraqi guy sure. that he lived in Holland for uh, ten years, whatever he did. So he's very Dutch style for me, which is great for the K one. Um, you've got Johnny Mayo. He's actually at another gym. Um, and I've actually recently started training with him because it's good for my pads Tuesdays and Thursday mornings. Every morning we train. So thank you very much to those guys. Ollie Jenkins, he's not been present lately because obviously he went to Thailand for sort of six to seven months. And um, I then formed a new team while he was away. Um, and obviously as, as I've come back, he's busy with his PTs and things like that. And we just haven't sort of reconnected so much, you know. So I'd like to thank him for the past. Amir Sebastik, um, I don't know if you know Tate's manager. Uh, Andrew Tate. Don't really say that's a swear word, isn't it? But, no, 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 no. I probably may have uh, seen anyway, He took me to China. He's taken me to uh, where else did he take me? Um, France, Malta, loads of different places. And it has a uh, great, great guy at Storm Gym. Um, who else? Let me think. Um, and yeah, all the guys that's wanted training, all the guys that come in, come in sparring. My, my gym's notorious down in Bournemouth for, um, for sparring. We're, uh, we've got quite a good level of sparring down at our gym down the South Coast. So all my guys that help me out sparring, all my guys that help me out training. Um, and who else have we got? Let me just think. My girlfriend, Hannah Kelly. Big you up, girl. And um, who else? And Combat Fight Series. Rory Crawford, Sean Toomey. Sean Toomey's bringing it down to the South Coast. Rory Crawford obviously does the London ones. Um, and yeah, pretty much that's it. And can you just, just for the viewers and uh, the listeners, remind us about the upcoming fights at CFS. So, CFS, September number nine in uh, 10 days. We have um, <laughs> me versus Abdul Shahidi. Um, uh, it's going to be a barn stormer. He's uh, going to be He's going to be coming for he's coming for that belt. It's coming for that belt just as I am. But I'm just I just feel too good right now. I feel too good. Everything's gone perfect. And then we've got Mr. Whelan, Mr. Luke Whelan, who I've already beaten once. Um, and I'm going to hopefully shut his mouth for good this time. Um, <laughs> no, there's going to be no uh, there's no questions this time. There wasn't any questions last time. It's just he's talked his way to another fight. And okay, sound. I'll take it. It's no problem. It's one of the biggest shows in the UK. CFS versus Hitman, who's owned by Liam Harrison. You know Liam Bagco. Mm-hmm. so um, it's going to be a great fight and it's the O2 Indigo so it's a great fight to end the year two world title fights to end the year um, and I think two nice wins so um, keep an eye out for me next year that's all I can say Andy thank you so much for coming on the show guys if you enjoyed the show if you no listened problem. this far watch this far please don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the like button you can catch you on YouTube and also on Spotify iTunes and Google Podcasts Andy once again thank you so much thank you thank you, thank you very much bye bye Take Cheers. care.